Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. WWE is such a funny company. I mean, they come up with stipulations like this. You'd be walking by and you'd see someone from WWE and they'd go, oh, free ice cream. And you go in there and they give you a lick of one single ice cream and then go, ha ha, no more ice cream for you. And deep down in your tum-tum, you would be disappointed. And yes, this is how I kind of felt during SmackDown today and we shall talk about it. But hello, my name is Simon from What Culture. I appreciate you joining me. That wasn't a word, I just made it up, but I'm going to go with it. And it's time to take the finger of power, which is this, and give the good bits and up and the bad bits are down for, yes, the latest episode of Smackdown, or so we should call it now, the home and the show of the Tribal Chief. Tying into that massive intro, it was announced at the start of SmackDown that in our main event, not only are we going to get Roman Reigns versus Xavier Woods, meaning it's good to be the king, but if Xavier Woods wins, Roman Reigns will have to kneel to him, and we were going to get the vice versa, and if Roman decided, I don't want to do that stipulation, he would be banished from SmackDown, and he would lose his Universal title. I mean, ooh da lally. That got me all pumped up and excited. And then SmackDown did what Raw does. And as we know, never do what Raw does. Down. Because it's all about the Survivor Series teams. And my word, this is not fun this year. Because it started with Sonya Deville running through all the members like she was announcing some kind of school play. It was like, oh, as Captain McBuckle, here's Leo Medland. Why don't you say hello to your parents? And we had Leah, Natalia, Shayna Baszler and Shotzi in the ring. And they definitely knew their place because then Sasha Banks came out and she was the only one that got an entrance. She's also a babyface now too and who the hell knows why. And straight away, because Shotzi's also on the team, it was like, oh, how are they going to coexist? And my word, I'm so bored of this storyline. It's also why Sasha Banks went straight to Shotzi and tried to beat her up. And in all this fracas, Naomi was like, play my music, play my music. I'm going to go get involved. I mean, talk about being the master of surprise. And of course, they got into to a big brawl and this actually would have been quite fun and entertaining if WWE wasn't doing it all of the time. Also the sheer mess when it comes to who's meant to be a good guy and who's meant to be a bad guy. I don't think anybody behind the scenes knows. This also meant we went straight into a match which made even less sense because now the Smackdown Survivor Series women's team is having a big fight. 
But look, let's be honest, this was pretty good. Up. Sasha was in charge for large parts of this and also tagged in Aaliyah so she was able to get that rub. But then Shayna Baszler blind tagged herself in so Naomi made sure that she was facing off against Shayna. So at least WWE remembered all the stories here. Otherwise, sooner than later, the tag klaxon sounded, meaning everybody ran in to hit their move, including Natalia locking Aaliyah in the sharpshooter. Now look, because of everything I've seen over the last few weeks and the last few years, I was like, she's going to tap out, but she didn't. Instead, there was some fracas with the ropes when Aaliyah reversed it into the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll up. And the ref went one, and the ref went two, and the ref went three. The crowd went nuts for this, because I suppose they like Aaliyah, and she's a fresh face. I was like, yes, this was the correct thing to do. So naturally, next week, WWE will turn her heel, or take her out of the Survivor Series team. <laughs> Which they actually went and did right away. It was because Sonya Deville decided that Aaliyah knew Naomi, or saw something like that. They had shaken hands once, and that was too much. And even if this was the plan, why wouldn't WWE listen to the crowd and go, maybe we should keep Aaliyah in this match, but they didn't, and it made me a sad panda down. I mean, look, here I am. Here is me and my feelings in Care Bear representation form. It also asked the question, why the hell did WWE announce the Survivor's teams on social media to begin with? I mean, what a waste of a tweet. And then this also ties in to everything with Sami Zayn. And put your hands up if you just do not get what WWE is doing with Mr. Zayn at the moment. My hand remains up. Because this dude is just so good. And here he was trying to motivate himself by doing a speech into a mirror when the camera panned out. As it turned out, Jeff Hardy had been watching the whole thing. He'd also been watching this in his weird face paint. And I just thought to myself, Jeff Hardy, he a strange chap. Straight away, two Hardy said, well, that sucked. So one, he didn't come across like a very nice person. But also two, what is wrong with trying to motivate yourself? I mean, if you need to find that pep in your step, you should do it any way that you could. Although I will say, I saw a wrestler and I saw a mirror and I start to have Mojo Rawley flashbacks. Let's never do this again. Because after this, when we had a quick chat with Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns, well, kind of, Roman Reigns just walked off because he didn't want to talk to Caleb Braxton. And it was also here when we were told about that extra stipulation. And it was such a good tease to hook you into the main event. And as you've probably already figured out, it ends with WWE just giving you a gut punch. Madcap Moss and Happy Corbin were then making jokes about the Viking Raiders backstage because that's just what they do when Angel and Humberto, who, yes, are the latest recipients to lose their name, so rest in peace, would take it on Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. This tied into everything last week. Give it up. And this really is the definition of random dudes teaming together when you do think about both of their stories. But after Angel had blind tagged in, he started to beat up rib boobs. So did Humberto Carrillo, excuse me, Carrillo, whatever the hell we're calling him. So the bad guys were in control. We eventually hit double tag so we could change the participants. So Shinsuke Nakamura was running wild and he had a very near fall after a knee off the second rope. Just as he was about to hit the Kinsasha, of course, Angel saved his partner by dragging him out of the ring. And I suppose that work but not really because it caused somewhat of a distraction but then Shinsuke Nakamura was back in control but then he just got walloped by both of them and because Rick Boobs was dead on the outside Humberto and Angel hit their double team finisher and they just won. I mean, it was a little bit anticlimactic. But it was absolutely the right call because Angel and Corio are a brand new team. I just hope, for the love of everything, 
WWE doesn't decide to break them up in two weeks, because let's face it, they've done it before. Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville were then questioning each other over their Survivor Series teams. And I kid you not, this was infuriating because we were acting like Adam Pearce was in control of Raw and Sonya Deville was in charge of SmackDown, even though that's not the case. They both run both shows. We also just had Von Wagner standing there for the whole time doing this. And nobody mentioned who he was. Nobody mentioned, oh, look, it's NXT superstar Von Wagner. He just stood and stared. What were we meant to do with this? I swear. SmackDown has started to take notes from Raw. And as I've already said, you never take notes from Raw. Sami Zayn also eventually walked in and started going nuts about Jeff Hardy. So later on, we are going to do Sami Zayn versus Jeff Hardy and the loser... <laughs> is out of the Survivor Series team. Look, if you work for WWE's digital department and you had to send that tweet, I'm very sorry. They literally did waste your life. Charlotte Flair was out next and all things considered, I had no idea what the hell she was going to do. I did enjoy where it went. It does seem like it's going to be Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch at the pay-per-view because, of course, in November, we do champion versus champion. And my word, did Charlotte run down Becky here? And I'm sure that's going to light a fire under somebody's ass. Until she actually got interrupted by Tony Storm. Now, this was very good news because I thought she'd fallen down a well given that she had vanished from the show. And she said, look, Charlotte, I think we should have a women's title match right here, right now. Now, I am getting sick of the fact this is all WWE does. Somebody walks out and goes, hey, man, geese belt. Someone else goes, ah, maybe. And this time, Charlotte did walk away. But I doubt that WWE didn't do this for a reason. So if next week I get Charlotte Flair versus Tony Storm, I will be a very happy man. That's why I'm giving it up. Got a good promo from Xavier Woods after this too as he got super serious about his main event. When we cut to Aaliyah on the phone, just crying. I mean, she was really upset about the fact that she had been kicked off the Survivor Series team, which apparently has always been her dream, and that is a very specific dream, when Mustafa Ali approached her and said, hi, would you like some advice? And before he got to say anything, Ricochet just zoomed in there, and he went, oh, don't listen to this guy. You had a really great match earlier. It doesn't matter if you're on the Survivor Series team. And then both of these guys just walked off into the sunset. I was like, well, I wanted to hear what Mustafa Ali had to say, so I'm actually siding with him. Once again, WWE takes a swing, and they miss. And yes, it was then Jeff Hardy versus Sami Zayn in a loser is no longer on Survivor Series, and Sami Zayn lost. I mean, what are we meant to do? I mean, WWE is lucky in the sense that these guys are both so talented wrestlers that it is going to get an up. And also, Jeff Hardy is just so over. It really is an enigma at this point. He can go anywhere in the world, and as soon as his music hits, thousands of people lose their lives. As ever, it was also Jeff going nuts that cost him in the early going because he was going to jump off the still steps into Sami Zayn, but he completely missed. So Sami was like, ha ha, and he started to beat him up. And when he hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment and Jeff Hardy kicked out, he did another surprise roll up. But this time he grabbed the ropes and that was really stupid because the referee saw it and said no. So actually, you think that would be a DQ because he was breaking the rules, but it wasn't. And Jeff Hardy used that to hit the twist of fate. And if you can believe it, actually hit the swanton bomb, which he never does, and he got the three. This also does mean that Sami Zayn is no longer in the Survivor Series team, and he had to watch himself vanish from the graphic as if he was in the Avengers. I have no idea why you would take Sami Zayn out of a match, 
but I suppose we'll find out next week, which, yes, is the last SmackDown before Survivor Series. Jinder Mahal and Shanky then did a rap. You, you've heard those words. I think I'm broken as a human being. But as in response to Hit Row, who had done a rap of their own, and while all of a sudden they've left Sami Zayn alone, I don't know. And honestly, I know some people like this, and I know that I am the king of goofy wrestling, but it just made me facepalm and say, who is this for? And worry about Hit Row on the main roster, because at the moment, I have no idea what the plan is. I'm just going to give it a down, and we're going to move on. Rich Holland was then back, and once again, he was just talking about how much he loves Sheamus. This is really weird. This is really creepy, but for some reason, I love it. Cesaro eventually turned up and said that nobody knows Sheamus better than he knows Sheamus, so if Ridge Holland wants a team with Sheamus, he needs to be aware of Sheamus. And then Ridge Holland was like, well, I'm not going to listen to you, and Sheamus is going to be here next week. And honestly, you've never heard the name Sheamus said so much in your life. So what a trip this is, but am I intrigued to see what's going to happen next week between Ridge Holland and Sheamus? I am. He's probably going to turn up with a picture and say, please sign it and take a selfie. Why the hell not? It was then main event time. And honestly, you've already figured this out every single week. Because I was so intrigued to see what WWE was going to do here. Because it was quite an interesting scenario. But as ever, it ended in a disqualification. I mean, at this point, we may as well start disqualifying each other. And I don't even know what that means. But bring it down. There's the board. It rolls up to 62 and it gets it down. You know the deal, though. Really good match. Having fun times. I'm getting so dull with saying this every single week. So it's getting up. They probably went to town, too. And it wasn't like Xavier Woods wasn't getting his stuff in here. I mean, at one point, he had the Tribal Chief's head. And he was just smashing it into the announce table. And I was like, oh, no. Don't do that. Because Roman Reigns and Tables are best friends. And now, somehow, they've got to reconcile. And it got even worse. Because when Roman Reigns was back on the front foot, he rock-bottoms Xavier Woods through the table. Now where the hell is he going to sit? It was mostly Roman Reigns from here on out as well, but Xavier Woods kept having these little flurries of a comeback until Roman hit a rock-bottom for a second time. And I'm sorry, I don't think that's by accident. I admit maybe it's him just trying to wind us up, but I bet it ties into something. It didn't help Reigns at all, so he went for the spear, but Xavier Woods got out of the way. He threw Roman into the ring post, and he actually hit his springboard elbow, and the ref went one, and the ref went two, and I kid you not, the referee was about to hit three, meaning Woods, the king of everything, would have beaten Roman Reigns. When the Usos were there, and they pulled him out of the ring, disqualification. And this would have been really good if WWE hadn't already done it 68,942 times, and after we had weighed lace to Xavier, Roman Reigns did take the knee, I mean, he wasn't kneeling before Xavier Woods, so General Zod wouldn't have been happy. And he also put on that crown, and this is how SmackDown ended. The bloodline pose as the screen did fade to black, and I really do think we've got to the point where a serious challenger needs to start facing Roman. Like, it didn't even work with Brock Lesnar, because you knew that Brock wasn't going to win on round one. So maybe it is The Rock, but even then, The Rock shouldn't win. So my eyebrow, ironically, starts to raise. I really would like to know what the end game is here. It also meant it was quite a difficult SmackDown because while there were some good elements to it, everything with Survivor Series and just the exhaustion of having these dumb finishes, actually, by the end of it, I was a little bit like, man, I don't know what to do. So it is going to get it down. And I tell you this, that rarely happens. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.